Welcome to the Tell It Like It Is, The Kingdom Way. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And I would ask you to invite your friends, push the buttons that you normally do, share this with others. Because my baby brother, my only brother, Apostle Calvin Cook, who is a doctor in neology, is on with me. And we were talking about prayer on our last program. And I really believe that that's what he's going to continue on. He is my co-host. We do this program together. So welcome, Apostle Cal. Come on down so we can do what we do. Hey, God, I, I am her co-host. I'm still looking for a contract. And uh, praise God. And, and with the prayers of the saints and the help. And the prayers. <laughs> Well, you, you have a contract. You have a verbal contract. Um, you know. Uh, I need some paper. Okay, well, I'll, I'll send you a piece of paper. Actually, I'll give you a piece of paper next time I see you. <laughs> okay, talk to us. Where are we going with this today? You well, can I, uh, talk about before if you want I can't to. study the tabernacle, and I can't study uh, where I walk in God without the, without the prayer and the proper use of prayer for the instrument called the church. Now, that's why I really want to help you. We're an instrument sent into the earth realm to extend the Father's kingdom. That is our primary purpose. And one of the tools that he gave us was the royal priesthood, an operation of a nation of people who were we sons in the earth realm, praying and probably getting the will of God over the planet earth, over all the nations. But when Jesus came on the Mount of Sinai as a Christophany, as he sat down on that mountain, they began to smoke and shake. They said this to the man of God, Moses, go ahead. You go ahead and build this relationship with God and we'll go to God through you. We don't want a God that could do that. And so they rejected the priesthood. He wasn't done with it yet. So this generation, he says to us in second Peter, hey, look, guys. They rejected me. Make sure you don't, as they did in, in the day of provocation. They rejected me. Now he comes back and says, now you are a royal priesthood in a holy generation, a nation. So he comes back and puts the same ministry in the New Testament church. The born-again believers now have been given an opportunity to be a nation of priests to cover the earth until the until the body of Christ is brought. Listen to me. This word maturation has two different means. It doesn't mean just that we grow up. Watch this. But it means all the people that God intended to be in the body are coming into the body because of our ministry. Did you hear what I said? It's not just growing up in the eight, but bringing everything into the body through the intercessory prayer of the nation of people called the church. And that's why the prayer life has to change from materialism to purpose. And all things work together for the, those who love God and are called according to the purpose, which for that incense from that altar that had four horns on it with blood on each horn, 
which means that the intercessory prayer work of the royal priesthood will touch the four corners of the earth into all the earth. Come on. See, I don't believe all are going to perish. I believe that God don't want none to perish and more are going to be saved than we than we think are going to be saved. If the nation of the church answers the call of intercession that God has asked it to respond to, and we're not, we, we've turned God into Santa Claus and he going to get me that and call him up and on the main line. He ain't no main line, Jesus calling him up. He's sitting on the throne of God. He's not on no prison main line. And you don't call him up. And when you haven't even repented from the crime, you got you arrested in the first place. No, that's not that's not what we're doing here. This God says, I made you to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, because the kingdom has come and it must it's the kingdom of righteousness. And so the people must be in just like the kingdom is. So must the people be righteous. And our, and our determination is to see the kingdom of God, his culture, his language, his power, his glory, his majesty come into the earth in his order. Amen. I prayed this again the other day. Lord Jesus, I got some chaos in me. And so I ask now in the name of Jesus that your kingdom would come in that area in my life that that that's out of balance with you. I want God, let everything in me that's not uh, the will of God for me to act out in this place where I'm called the earth. I want your kingdom, out, not, not just for others, but let the kingdom come in me uh, and, and let it come in this conversation I'm going to have with this, this person over here and let it come over here in this business transaction. And Lord, by the way, could you come over here in my bank account and let your kingdom come in every aspect of our lives. When our prayer life is in sync with God, then we begin to see a lot of imbalances in our culture and in our churches and in the world around us. They get settled when the kingdom comes. They get they get brought into balance when the kingdom of God comes on the scene. We see that with Joseph. We see that with Daniel. We see that with certain men of God when they were when they came on the scene. They changed all the imbalances that were in that culture because they because of their seated place with God in terms of his will being done. Amen. Now, uh, I think let me let me see which way you want me to go, which way uh, we're going to go today, I should say, uh, because there's so much in this subject. Uh, let me talk about the, the horns of the altar. OK, you can take your time because we're going to be on. We're going to. I mean, you know, I'm not going in the I get a contract. I tell you, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm look, if the NFL players can get a contract, I can get one. Yeah, but that's 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 a uh, non-flying listed. That we were born into the same kingdom, and you are my baby brother. I keep reminding you of that. You're my only. Okay, reminding you. This is a family thing. Okay, so you know, all in pieces of paper. Hey, I don't know what to tell you. You know, your word means your word. Your word is good with me, and mine is good with you. So we just made a contract on. On TV, on on. I, I, I brought it up. Let me move on in here, Lord Jesus. Yes. <laughs> now, let me move on to these horns, because from my study, I uh, I found that some of the bullocks weighed three hundred and 
3,000 pounds. These are the big, you know, these big, big bullocks they were going to bring. And they were just had sacrificed the bullock and they heard the moan of death. Mm, you know, when they just when they sliced his throat. And the bullock that was in the back of the line saw the bullock in the front of the line get sacrificed. And it would take six porters to hold that bull and to drag him to that altar. And and that that's, it's, it types out to us. God wants us to get connected to the horn of the altar of surrender. And he showed me the picture of that bull going, mm, I'm, I don't want to go. I, I don't mind going to church, but I don't, oh, no, I don't want, mm, mm, still pulling, still stubborn. Oh, no. I'm not going to speak in tongues like that. Man, that looks ridiculous. Mm. No, I don't believe in no kingdom come. Uh-uh. I like church just the way it is. Mm. And what do you mean I got to sacrifice a living sacrifice? I'm tired of giving sacrifice. Mm. And just pulling on this thing. And that's the same thing them animals did when they recognized that the only way to be assimilated into the kingdom of God was somebody had to eat you. And that's what that represents, because the priest got to eat that meat. That was the only way that sacrifice was going to get to God. I'm not hearing nobody say nothing to me now. Some of us don't understand, unless we are sacrificed, we will never be able to pray in the will of God. Do you ever often ask yourself why we in the same church have the same Bible, hear the same preaching, but only a few people seem to be going forward? Come on, those are the ones that stop mm, pulling and tugging and counting to see how much a tithe really means and doing all this and doing all that and not surrender to the process. That's why you see so many differentiations of blessings and not blessings and people going up and down yo-yo. It's because of this one factor of the horns of the altar. Let me go a little bit further. It it signifies force uh, and compulsion. It is peculiar that at this point of a person's spiritual metamorphosis, that there would still be an element of law or force. This shows that before one can enter into the Holy of Holies, there was one last compulsory act, complete submission to the will of the Father. That's the last compulsory act. That God required. He wants us to say, I'm going forward without the butt. Bertha and the butt sisters. He doesn't want us to bring them up no more. If you go on your if you go on YouTube, you can actually find that there is a company of people called Bertha and the Butt Sisters. I didn't know that. I just thought I was making something up, but there are Bertha and the Butt Sisters. And a lot of times they come into the church because every time somebody says, We need you to come and help us out the church, he says, I'll be there, but here come Bertha. I will, I will be at prayer, but, okay, there's Bertha and the Butt Sisters. Every time that we need a complete, authorized uh, submission to a purpose that the church is trying to accomplish, you can't show up because you are not, you haven't gone to the altar. And you didn't give up your rights to yourself at that place. This point in man's spiritual achievement represents one of the crossroads of the spirit. Man here is asked to submit all that he has attained and achieved in Christ and to learn the great lesson of power that it submits to the higher power. The lesson persists in the fact that the road to entering into the Father is the way of surrender of all things that the Father has given to you. 
So what he says to you, look, I want to bring you in. I gave you some nice things. You got some nice stuff. That's a bad house you have. Oh, that's a nice home. And those clothes you wear, boy, you look good. But you can't come in here fronting that stuff in front of me. I want you naked and open before me. I want you to leave that stuff outside and make your priority to me, me and my kingdom. And then all that stuff you left outside, I will add it to you. And it will look better when I put it on you when you put it on yourself. Because when I put it on you, I'm going to put some glory on it when I put it on you. And they're going to know that you got this not from your human effort, but you got this as a gift and the grace and the mercies of God have bestowed this upon you. Because you had sense enough to seek me first in my righteousness, and you knew that you could not give me. You knew that I loved you more than you loved yourself. You knew that I got your best ends in mind. You knew I would not let you down. You knew my word could not return back to you, boy, or me, boy. It could not be presented to you empty. It's going to be full of my purpose for you. But you got to let go of what you got in your hand before I can reveal what's in mine. That's what that's there for. You see, and we got this, oh, no, brother. Oh, no. Uh, no, no, yeah. We're supposed to ask God. We go, no, you do. But you seek the, the kingdom first. Why is that so hard? I told you when I was in the Philippines, I was I was getting some shish kebabs on a stick. And I, I was on my third or fourth one. I finally said, well, what is this? This is delicious. My God, what kind of, and they said, it's monkey. I said, monkey? They said, yeah. I said, oh, have mercy. This monkey tastes good. I said, how did you catch the monkey? Now, listen. Well, we, we got a little box, and we drill a hole in it, take the top off the box, and put some fruit in there or a piece of candy. And the monkey will stick his hand in that hole and grab the candy. And even when the man comes to catch the monkey, he will not let go of that candy or that apple. He's willing to give up his life for what he got in his hand. He said, many of my people, I've been, they're in a box. They got a little bit of this. And I'm trying to give them a whole lot of me and my kingdom. And they won't let go of the little bit so I can give them the life that I come to give them. And that's how they catch those monkeys in the Philippines. And that's how the enemy catches many of us and keeps us with a poverty mentality, <coughs> with an earthly mentality, with I'm not enough mentality. I'm just a sinner saved by grace mentality. I'm just hanging on to a Velcro cross mentality because we won't let go of what's in our hand and God can't reveal what he has for us and exceedingly above all. That we can add. When you go into the holy place, it should blow your mind to see the glory covered with gold. Everything in there is gold. It's God. It's not humanity. It's divinity being revealed to you for those of us that will come into Christ and not hold him hostage for something you saw out in the world. Isn't that something how we do that? Talk to me for about that, doctor. You know, you know a lot about that, too. You know, what you're, what you're what you're saying is this it's saying you know you you mentioned on our last program you mentioned the fact that it says thy kingdom come 
let the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you just spoke something. You said that here it is. We want to hold God hostage for something that we see already manifested in the earth, something so low that he's saying. And you also mentioned this scripture last time, too. He said that he wanted to exceed abundantly above, above, above anything that we could see, ask, or or see here in the earth. In other words, he wants to change our vision. He wants to change the, the uh, how we're vibrating, how we're how we're man. I mean, he wants to change our manifested thoughts. And 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 uh, in this, and it's so crucial because we're we're buying something. It's not the pearl of great price. It's not something that that um, that man can't get. God wants to. From what I'm hearing, God wants to take us into a place in prayer where He can give us something that only He can give. Uh, what what what? That's that's it. See, that's where we missed it. The enemy's so good at making the earth look like it's a place of fulfillment, but it isn't. It isn't a place. Only in him, when you live and move and be the fullness of God is revealed to you in him. Here's the unfortunate thing. If you're not in him and understanding the journey in him, you could feel left out and unfulfilled and go out into the world and seek something from that false place. And then get filled with that. And then when God wants to fill you with what he has, you have no room for it. Like the rich young ruler, he was in that place where he was filled with himself and his accomplishments and all of that he gotten. And as God said, I want you to give that away and give it to the poor. Come and follow me. He didn't stay long enough to hear the rest of the message, Dr. Baker. If he just stayed, he'd have found out. Because if you do what I'm asking you to do in this lifetime, I'm going to give you a hundredfold. If you gave up family, houses, corn, whatever it was you gave up to come with follow me, I'm going to give it to you, not only in the earth realm, but I'm going to give it to you in a way that's going to have the greatest impact when it realizes my purpose of you having it in the earth. See, that's it right there. And having a car, it's going to perish. He wants to give you things that don't perish, things that the moth and, the, and they cannot be corrupted and corroded. And we don't have an idea unless our mind is renewed what that means. One of the things I have in the midst of storm, and I've been in a lot of storm. You know what God gave me as a, as a gift out of heaven? The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I could be in the midst of hell and just be calm. They say, what's wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with me. Something's right with me. I got that thing out of heaven that's not existing in the earth. I got the peace of God. I have to actually walk in the peace of God. I scare myself sometimes. I say, boy, why ain't you worried? Uh, because I got, I really did. I did. Uh, if all that I got, listen to me. If I didn't get anything else out of this whole thing, I got the peace of God, glory be to God. And I can make decisions while I'm going through hell. I can why? Because the land, the ground is steady under my feet. Why? Because God's word has been embedded inside of me, and His word is the, from the Prince of Peace. He sent His word, and and, and that's what. I learned what prayer was all about. It wasn't about me getting anything. It was about me obtaining the life of Christ. Okay. I want to take you forward and back all at the same okay. time. That's going to be a difficult journey, forward and back at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's deep right there. It is. It is. It take is. Me on, my to take me on. <laughs> okay. 
I want to, I want to, I want to <laughs> bring this into a reality. You're so bad. I want to bring this into a reality. Lord you remember Jesus. a couple of years ago when I, year before last, when I came out of the hospital. Yes. When they thought I was going to die. Yes, I did. And, 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 um, I'm, I, I was on, we were on a, a call with our senior council. Yes. And there was this, uh, the oxygen thing in my, my, my nose. And I was, I had just come out of the hospital. I'd come out of the hospital that Friday and whatever it was. And this was a Thursday, whatever. At any rate, I had peace, but then you spoke something. All of a sudden, something, the peace that the, what you did is that you shared that peace, you imparted. And, and the peace of God can be imparted. And this is what it is that you're talking about. When you spoke and you commanded that that thing come out of my nose, that that oxygen. Right, right. Okay, that earthly oxygen that they said I had to have in order to live. And I pulled that, and this is not a, a thing for you people to do this because where my faith is and where his voice is, and, and, and at any rate, it's just a totally different thing. But when you spoke that, I immediately, the peace of God just, 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 it, 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 uh, it, it just came. You spoke it into me and it came out of me and my hands took that thing out of my nose. And I immediately let these people know, come get your oxygen. That's and right. no, matter, no matter what it felt like, no matter what it sounded like, no matter what was going on, that oxygen never went back into my nose. Because when you spoke that piece, the oxygen, the breath of life, the true oxygen came in and and uh, uh, took the place of anything that was in this realm. Oh, boy, you just know you didn't say that. Oh, listen to me. You told me something. You said we were having a discussion and we were talking about clutter. And you made a statement. You said anytime there's clutter, then that means that the thing God wants to get to you, there's no room for it because you got other stuff in its place. Remember that? And as long as that oxygen was in your nose, the miracle couldn't happen. You had to, you had to take it out for that peace delivery that had for you was to give you the breath of God. So you wouldn't need it no more. You had to make, you had to make a move and you did, you snatched it immediately out of your nose and God replaced it with his breath. That's what I'm talking about. If there's something already in the way, doubt and unbelief, then God can't give you the endowment he has for you. And ladies and gentlemen, if you spend time at that altar and you sacrifice your life to him, then he'll give you his fullness of his life. But unless the wheat of corn falls in the ground and, and dies, it it, 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 uh, it it can't bring forth life. It will abide alone in its own death. But if it dies, what he wanted to present to you in the newness of life, now has an opportunity to spring up in you because the old part of you that kept it from coming up is out of the way. And many of us don't understand. We're just one getting out of the way from seeing an appearance of Christ in our lives as we've never seen him before. And the reason we've been blinded is because we're still looking at self is making determination. Self 
is still opinionated. Self is still judging the church. Self is still won't give. Self won't sacrifice anything. And even though we don't live in the, the little bit Levitical priesthood where we take a tithe and and we pay a tithe, but we still live in a dispensation of giving. You know, one of the things that people don't understand too that we have not uh, that that we have not presented properly. It wasn't the faith. It wasn't my faith. It was the faith of God that was operating and the faith that was in you. It, it spoke into that. That's why God says, no, no man by the flesh, but by the spirit, but the, the anger, this is why he says to anger, but sin not. And there was an anger that came up in you that saw your sister in that situation. And even though it was on a Zoom, it was on a Zoom thing. It wasn't you in person. You didn't come over and do whatever it was, but it's a lifestyle, the lifestyle of prayer, the lifestyle of intimacy, the lifestyle of saying, God, this is your life and you still have a purpose for it. We have to understand those things. And my life is not the life that I live for me. Your life is not the life that you live for you. No, your life I haven't been able to live my life for me for many, 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 many years. And that's why Elder D and I have never prayed for anything for ourselves and let God has given us everything. I've never prayed for anything for myself. Give me a car. Let me get this. I've never done that. It's always been kingdom or the people intercession. I've been living in a life called reciprocity. I've been living in that principle. My pastor taught me that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, Pastor, how'd you get that mansion? He said, I, I didn't want no mansion, but somebody found out I was feeding the poor. They gave me this mansion. Mm -hmm. said, Where'd you get that big old thing in your office? And he found out it was worth over a million dollars. I said, who gave you that? I don't know. He said, somebody told me that the Lord told him to give it to me. I just set it up here on the shelf. And somebody came in there was an antique dealer. They said, what is that up on you over, over there? It was over a million dollars. Uh, uh, and, and that he never asked God for anything, but give him, let me hear the cry that nobody else hears. Mm -hmm. Let me reach out to other people that nobody's reached out to me and give me a heart of love for those who haven't been loved. He said, out of that, God made him rich. You know, that was one thing about uh, Pastor Foreman, you know, that I love. Is yeah. that he yeah. reminded me when he would and he would be worshiping God. He looked like this. He looked like this little baby with him with his high shoes on because he yeah. was short. But here it was. He reminded me of this one that was just looking into the Father's eyes, and it was yeah. really, it was really an Abba thing. I mean, it was like a yeah. little. Baby. We we had a mega church, mega ministry, mega money, mm -hmm. mega everything. That's not what he prayed for. No, that's not. That's not. You know, yeah. I love the law of reciprocity. Yeah, that's what I said. That would be my motto that you don't pray for the thing that's promised. You get mm -hmm. in position to answer the thing the promises asked you to do. That's and that's right. to stand in the gap and for others so they might find Christ, that you fill those gaps in the earth. He said, I sought for a man. I couldn't find any. It was stand in the gap and build a hedge. And that's in one right. situation, he said, because I can't find an innocence, I'm going to have to bring destruction. What I'm saying is the only reason we see destruction in the earth because intercessors are not filling those gaps. They're, the, the kingdom of God is not, the, the church isn't filling those gaps or there would be no destruction. And what we have is that we have, 
our time. <laughs> our time is up. I just think, I hope that you, in fact, I know, I'm not hoping anything. I know that you've enjoyed this conversation between Apostle Cal and myself, and you have been one that's been a witness to understand that now we have a contract and I actually have a co-host on Tell It Like It Is the Kingdom Way. <laughs> and we will be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, uh, psychology, and my my brother, my only brother, Apostle Calvin Cook, who is a doctor in neology, and he's going to continue with this prayer. And we will see you next week when we're here to tell it like it is the kingdom way. Bye bye. <laughs> uh. Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for Kingdom Inspiration.